Joe Orth and I are starting a podcast. What should we call it? Hey, don't pick on me. You know why? Because this is why. Well, let's see what he says. The Joe Show. <laughs> Give Joe the business. That's right. Cup of Joe. Cup of Joe. What is happening here? Would you listen? We'll give you a chance. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's Joe. That's Rooster. And this is the Together We Shall podcast, episode seven. What's happening, man? Not much. Uh, I think I'm going to do the number thing for a while, um, kind of like you did with like Spotlight, uh, and understanding that a big portion of our audience doesn't watch it, it's still just fun for me to do. So if you're listening to this, when he said episode seven, I held up seven fingers. And because I'm a child, that was fun for me. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, life, right? Full into the, the race season. Um, heavy into Marine Corps Marathon preparation. So that only took a minute. Angels Angels is official charity partner of the Marine Corps Marathon. If you would like to ride, run, just come hang out that weekend, Joe at AinsleysAngels.org. But yeah, other than that, work, life, play, things are good. You? I mean, everything's great. I mean, anytime I can get on the podcast once a week and listen to you plug the Marine Corps Marathon, you know, six months out, like within a minute or less. Like, <laughs> I, I was hoping to hear stories about you went to the baseball game yet, you know, last weekend and that, you know, spring is fully underway and how you're enjoying, you know, living, living life in Wilmington, that, that stuff. I mean, but it's okay. Yeah, those are all, I guess, uh, givens, if you would. Lan and I were talking about this the other day in terms of spring as my sinuses are like recovering from a sinus infection as gallons of pollen are just everywhere. It's like this is the like second best time of year potentially of like the te- weather temperature, but now there's just gallons of pollen everywhere. So it's like catch 22 um if you would but yeah enjoying life in wilmington took the boys uh the other day to see a, a, a local fire station uh, the captain up there's a friend so he let us let them roam around and i was you know just pushing buttons on things and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off and he's like hold on a minute, i gotta listen to this and it's like code 12 or something and he was like yeah i gotta go and in 60 seconds two trucks out the door and we're just in the fire station, like, what are we supposed to do? Like, like, do we shut the doors? Like, what, what's happening? It was, it was chaos. Uh, but it was, it was neat to see. Yeah. yeah, that stuff, that stuff is neat to see. My, my dad grew up when I was growing up. My dad was a, an EMS paramedic guy and we would go see him, you know, at his, at his, at his office, if you would. And there's, you know, all the ambulances are all stacked up, you know, eight deep and they're all shined up and ready to go. And, all of a sudden you hear that call come in, dude, like faster than you can blink. There's, you know, two dudes in a big old rig just hauling it. And I can recall seeing fire trucks like around that same time growing up. Just like, whoa, dude, like four dudes on a truck, half dressed, blazing out of there. I don't know. something really cool about that, man. It's yeah. Just neat. And uh, so my friend is um, the captain and he's um, his truck is is not the fire truck. They're the the life-saving truck. So they're the, like, the divers, the the repellers, the Jaws for Life truck, right? It's just, and he was, opened everything, we pulled everything out, and forget, 
couple million dollars of this truck and equipment. It's the only one in the county. So like they go everywhere for for whatever. And so when they took off yesterday, there was a, a tractor trailer on fire and they thought they were gonna have to use like the jaws of life and all that. But which ironic those things, right, that can open a car door, it's a twenty five volt battery. Like your lawn blower is that. Yeah. Yeah, mind blown. Definitely mind blown. Um, I like I, I like how he naturally just kind of evolved to like EMS and fire department and ambulance and jaws of life. And um, we have some guests on today who have had their own experiences with all of that. But I don't want to get way too far ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm pumped, man. Episode seven. So like we've given a lot of thought along the way. What guests do you want to bring on? You know, what what makes sense? You know, and have to gone from you know where you and I kind of set the stage together with the bromance episode one, and then have Briley provide the sibling perspective of the life that she's had, and of course, you know, an opportunity to bring my sister, and then of course Lori, um, and then the, you know the collective leadership chat that we had in episode five, and then ultimately to then get the rider perspective from a vet. Like, where do you go from there? And as we as we racked our brains and thought about it, it was like there's people in the world that are involved with Ainsley's Angels who are not riders, but very well could have been and easily could still be um, with don't have children with special needs, which which is an interesting thing. I think anytime that you find someone who is involved and does not have children of their own, because a lot of times our our connection is to the the children who have um, exceptional abilities, um, and, and and at the same time um, have an experience in the exceptional needs space. So it just made sense, especially since they have a book that tells the whole story coming out like now to bring on the Warners. So without further ado, I'd like to say hello to Mike and Shelly Warner. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having having us. us. We're excited. So where are you physically? Who are you? Uh, Where are you mentally? (laughs) Try that too. And why are are you on the podcast? Like of all the people in the world, why is Shelly and Mike Warner um, episode seven's guests? what do you got? Sure. Well, we are Shelly and Mike Warner. We are in outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we are the South Carolina ambassadors for Coastal South Carolina. Um, I'll let Mike explain kind of how we got here here in a second, but we have fallen in love with Ainsley's Angels from the first connection that we made, and it immediately we knew that this organization, this program, these people, we need these people in our lives and we need to be a part of it. And so, uh, yeah, we've been we've been going since 2014 is our initial contact. And and Rooster, as you mentioned, the uh, exceptional needs space uh, prior prior to Ainsley's Angels, uh, we were lucky enough to uh, be the founders of the first Paralympic sports club in South Carolina. And uh, yeah, we uh, with coastal adaptive sports, we did uh, surfing and and field events, and it, which was fantastic. But we knew there was something greater that we needed to uh, to fulfill our purpose. That's man, I could go so many places with that. Joe. <laughs> wow, right? It, 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 yeah. it, it's it's 
yeah, it's borderline uh, going off on on a tangent. Uh, but I think it's it's neat the we talked about too, right? And uh, Shelley mentioned episode seven's important, and then hearing twenty fourteen because I mean that eight years ago, right? It, yeah. Where we were as an organization, I mean, I'm gonna say, I mean, you guys were in, in the first ten, right? I think ambassadorships that we had. We uh, were, we were, we actually. I had a background with endurance running for charity when I started my running journey with a program called Team and Training, which is for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And when we moved here to the Myrtle Beach area, that was something that had not been in my life for a few years when we first moved here. And I knew it was missing and I really wanted to get back involved with a charity program like that. We are from Michigan originally, and there is a program up there very similar to Ainsley's Angels. And we were searching for a chapter that I could get involved in, just volunteer and become a part of Team Triumph at the time. And there just was not one in our area. And over actually a couple of years in searching for that, I would periodically go and see where the growth was. And one day I thought, if this program is not down in this area, the people in South Carolina deserve to have this program here and be a part of it. We need to find out how we can bring it. And in that research, we came across this program called Ainsley's Angels out of Jacksonville, North Carolina, where we had just moved from prior to coming to Myrtle Beach. And we thought, what? And yeah, so that's where we made the phone call and email and hooked up within 24 hours and talking to Michelle Kendall Smith. And then she connected us that evening with Rooster and we were off and we're on him. And the rest is, the rest is history. Absolutely. You said something that I, I was trying to remember when you moved to Myrtle beach, you moved from Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. But at, at some point, remind me, did you ever live in Wilmington or you just were working in Wilmington? Yeah, we, we lived in Sneeds Ferry, right uh, right there near Topsail Island, and uh, Shelly worked in Jacksonville, and I commuted every day, as you do now, Joe, to Wilmington every day. That was the target, right? Is that what you... Uh... Yes. Actually, my team and training group, I started with the rally, organiza- rally chapter with team and training when we lived in Greenville, North Carolina. That was a haul. And, um, and then connected with team and training in Wilmington. So we love Wilmington. We have a lot of friends there. We've got a great connection to Wilmington. And obviously Mike's years spent there working at the Target store there. Yeah. yeah I uh, I think of it weekly as I find myself inside that Target for for sometimes nothing, but I, <laughs> I get a coffee and I wander. And yes. So I buy something uh, because it's a great place. Um, Joe, Joe, just so you know, it, it, when I had that building, it was considered the, it was the best shortage numbers in the country and awarded the safest place to shop, at least when I was uh, protecting the building. I, it's it's still, I mean, that place is, I think it's just the Target brand is 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 an awesome brand, but it's always, yeah. it's it's clean, it's friendly, it's easy to maneuver, right? You. Physically, the carts, right, are like the best carts in the history of shopping carts. But then, like, just the flow, and I know there's like a, a science to to that, right? But it just it's it's easy. 
I like it for sure. I think, and I think I got this Starbucks cup from there. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what Mike mentioned uh, protecting the store. I mean, of course, I know what that means, but for the folks that don't know, <clears throat> like they didn't, they didn't see Mike all the time when they went to the Target because Mike was busy protecting the score. How did you protect the store without them seeing you? Well, that, that's thank you for asking because that's a unique skill. And if you do it well, nobody ever sees you until the last minute. But uh, with great technology and great people and a great team, uh, it was a seamless, seamless uh uh, effort uh, to, and, and a lot of that's confidential, Rooster. I mean, my, my, my <laughs> so I, I really can't share that information. That's, perfect. I love that. I mean, it, it's been as perfect. Uh, Joe and I, as career intelligence professionals, and, and Mike throwing that, it's confidential back at us. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, Rooster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. <clears throat> so, so you're working down in Wilmington and, and Shelley's in Jacksonville, but like, how, how did how did that come to be? Like, how did y'all find the Target brand? I've always always loved kind of uh, I don't know diving deeper on a question like that. That's where we met way back in the day, up in Michigan. We were in. I'm from Grand Rapids originally, and Mike was actually working in a store in Grand Rapids as well. <laughs> we we opened the same store, and we were friends and colleagues and worked together for about four years before we started dating and um and here we are today 25 year anniversary this year um in may 3rd so yeah we started back in the day and we actually came on vacation to the carolinas when we were at in michigan wrightsville beach Fallon, yeah we landed we had no idea we were going we had that trusty old atlas and we mapped our route and we thought we're just going to drive till we hit the ocean and figure it out once we get there. And that's where we landed and had loved it and went back to our stores and our leadership teams and said, hey, if they ever open Target stores down there, put us on the list. We want to go. And we were moving a couple months later. Happened to be perfect timing. Yeah, that's and then how much how much longer after that until we experienced what's now known as the holy cow moment and we'll 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 dive into that briefly but how much time separated it was just a couple months after we moved to the area that the impact the holy cow moment took place just a couple months so we were we were newbies to the carolinas and uh i i got some fresh carolina details really quick because a lot of people that are listening, you know, know you guys as, you know, ambassadors, right? And seen a lot of your videos, Mike, at like Marine Corps Marathon. But now hearing like, holy cow, like not really sure. And then like, for me, impact, that's a, a big <laughs> word, right? Yeah, um, I can unpack that if you'd like me to, just, just for the listeners. Um, yeah, yeah, so um, uh, midnight, coming back from my store, that commute, uh, from my store to Raleigh, um, I hit two of five 1,500 pound black Agnes cows in the middle of the interstate, uh, driving over 75 or 70 miles an hour. So I, uh, I hit livestock in the in the road, and I suffered a, a C5 spinal cord injury uh, upon impact. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and, and it's okay if you guys want to dub me the cowboy because it has happened from the administration, the hospital. Um, I immediately became the cowboy, and that's that's fine. 
I, I hope you think of me, Joe, when you're eating that red steak, because you know, it, and it, it might be one of mine. I don't know. What's funny too is uh, I got on a funny break, but um, you know the food and uh, you know nutrition and, and health journey that you guys are on. You know, I see uh, I see a lot of your posts and all about you know healthy eating and you know, and I'm like, man. That looks like the way to go, but then I'm like, I, I like steak too much and, you know, fried Oreos, but it looks good. <laughs> just need to, like, learn to, like, maybe mix some of that. Uh, it's all plant-based, right? Mix some of that into yeah. uh, into my diet. Cows eat grass. I eat cows. So that's... <laughs> How much of the um, holy cow, and again, for all those that are listening, when we say holy cow, we're, we're actually talking about the moment in time on, on March 21st, many years ago, when, when Michael, um, you know, impacted some cows. Holy cow, right? Um, and it's also the name of their book, which, by the way, we haven't mentioned yet. We're talking to published authors today, Joe. What about that, huh? I know. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, yeah, like everyone here is is published except me but i'm not going to be published so i saw that like, look in your eye you're like we can i know people we can change now uh-uh i'll stick to like, yeah. watching movies and stuff so my mike and mike and shelly have a book and they, they named it holy cow and uh, it's out now in fact the link is in our description and i had the the honor to um have been asked to write the forward so um, thank you. I've read the book. I'm one of the few people in the world who have, have read the book. The prior only to one. You are <laughs> wow. the only one other than us. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I just blushed a little bit out of, oh, I didn't know that. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful read. And, and at the risk of a whole podcast being about how wonderful the Holy Cow book is, um, I'm going to let the readers enjoy the book themselves without, um, without any type of i don't know teasers but but i will just say that if you read the book it's a page turner it moves fast and it takes you just like our podcast does on an emotional ride full of laughter um full of some teary moments um i i cried at least three times reading through that book um which is therapeutic everybody knows i'm a big fan of crying regularly so i thank them for that but holy cow so when we continue this conversation and holy cow gets mentioned um that's why because the warners published a book called holy cow really neat really excited for y'all by the way this is great thank you just so thank you i have to add one thing as we were writing it early stages getting it going and we were thinking about having somebody do our foreword it's like gosh, you know, who could we connect with that we think would be really fantastic. That would be just a great addition to this book. And we both looked at each other like we need to contact Rooster and see because Ainsley's Angels, you, your family, our organization is such a critical part of our lives. And we were just so grateful to you for doing that. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, thank you. I appreciate it. It was a great opportunity, which that that's a great segue. I mean, I, I remember the first time I ever talked with you all um, and it was a phone conversation and it was all about how, you know, your story and what you were doing and how you connected with Michelle. And then you had a chance to, to go out and eventually execute the program. And I remember calling and discussing that with you all and the, just the joy and the excitement 
in your voice about having had an opportunity to execute an inclusive running event. Um, I, I still remember that conversation, not like it was yesterday, but, but it holds close. Um, cause that for me, it was like the first time I met y'all in my mind. Um, but even though it was a phone conversation, it was one of those types of phone conversations, you know, where you really feel like, you know, somebody. Yes. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. And then, um, Y'all got introduced to Joe at some point. How'd y'all get? In, how'd y'all finally get to meet Joe? What's that all about? You know, we we met Joe virtually before we met him in person. Obviously, as such a significant key leader with the organization. But our first in-person meeting was at the Run with Your Heart, uh, Ainsley's Angels Race Series, Run with Your Heart in North Carolina in 2015. So that March of 2015, I think, was the first time we met. And actually, our first time we met your entire family in person and met Ainsley and actually have our Born an Angel book signed by Ainsley that mm-hmm. happened at that event. So very special, very special event for us. That's right. Like there was actually a process where we got a pen, got her hand and did the whole thing. Like, yeah, yes. Did Briley, who was Briley doing that? Refresh my memory. Actually, Lori Lori. did that. But Briley was right there too. Briley was attached right to Ainsley. And, but Lori's like, do you want, do you want Ainsley to sign your book? Oh, absolutely. Of course we do. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't know that there's more than 12 of those. In fact, I'd be, I'm really curious. I'm going to have to ask Briley and Lori, how many times did Ainsley's hand, you know, get grabbed and, and put on the book like that? That, yeah. not a lot, not a lot. So hopefully you still have that book. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> in a special place. Collector's item. <laughs> yeah. That will never go anywhere. Yeah, so, so meeting oh. Joe, I mean, it's it's actually been a little disappointing because we've only fist pumped a couple times. <laughs> and uh, he's that, you know, he comes across as that guy you want to sit down and have a beer with and just, uh, you know, get to know. But uh, we've, we've seen him in passing. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, oh, excuse yeah. me, ladies and gentlemen, it's Miller time. This go. is the point in the podcast where we invite anybody <laughs> that would like to join us with their favorite beverage to have it now. Okay, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's that's it's been it's been those quick uh, you know meetups at the at the races, and uh, you know, like I said, uh, both you guys, it, it'd be wonderful to sit down and you know. Have a plant-based meal with both of you guys. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I think it was Michelle or, or Laura um, a couple weeks ago at Run With Your Heart, who I mentioned that to because, you know, you guys got up, you know, saw you in the morning and then the hustle and bustle of, of race day. And yeah, I mean, there was a, like I said, a couple fist bumps as I'm running back and forth doing things. And then next thing you know, it's, everything's torn down and you're trying to like reflect and it's like, man, I. I never really got to talk to anyone, but that's just totally understandable. Hustle and bustle of of uh, a race day. Um, yes, yeah. race day execution. Nobody does it better than you guys. <clears throat> Try. What's <laughs> really neat, though, whether or not you have an op- opportunity to sit down and chat with somebody or have a plant based meal with them or not, it, when you have these shared experiences, you know that 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 race day shared experience and all the happiness and the joy and the energy, like. There's many times where I don't get to have a conversation, but that shared experience almost serves as that conversation. That's been my experience. Um, that you're right about that. Absolutely, making memories, making memories in so many yeah. different facets. I think a lot of that too is 
um, what do you call it, you know, Warner Productions or whatever, you know, I mean, the, there's been a handful of videos you've made over, over the last eight years that, like, circle back around on that, like, the hustle and bustle and didn't get a chance to, to sit down and, and talk with someone, but you captured so many great and painful, the, the Marine Corps Marathon uh, Hill video you made one year, like, there's a lot of um, emotion tied to, to those videos, so thank you for making those in the past. Um, Joe, th thank great. you for mentioning that because, uh, it, you know, if, if that were, if you were to ask people about their race day experience, I mean, that's, that's been my role. And, uh, and I've learned to do that over the years to, to capture the event through my lens. And, and that's, that's been special. I mean, just to, to do it for such an amazing organization has just been a blessing beyond yeah, I can barely, I can't speak to that because I, I try to capture it on the lens. And as Rooster knows now, the editing process takes you through those those clips and those those pictures over and over and again. And it's it's a it's a great process, but that's how I try to capture it. I think it's actually a sport as well. That MCM 2015, so much significance. Marine Corps Marathon 2015, so much significance with that particular race, and we were. We that talk about making memories with people. Um, that was a very important part of our history with Ainsley's Angels. And you created that wonderful video for the dinner the night before of all of our riders, our angel riders for that event. And that was super cool to have all these people from all over the country that were going to participate, send in their clips and their pictures of their angel riders and the time you spent putting that together and learning and meeting those angel riders in that way before we were able to actually meet them in person was pretty special. It was uh, it, it was very special. And I remember too, like, I think like 2013, I made a couple, not, I wouldn't even say amateur videos, like whatever below amateur from like Ragnar and Marine Corps Marathon. And then like, I remember seeing, um, yeah, that one from 15 and like, like the intro, right? was like the earth or something. And I was like, this is perfect. I never have to make another <laughs> video ever again. This is great. I felt like I was in like an IMAX theater. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Shortly after that, because um, 2015 Marine Corps Marathon was Ainsley's 100th race and her final race, but it was within months after that that Spotlight Saturday started. And, and it was just now that I realized that maybe, maybe Michael's Marine Corps Marathon pre-dinner video and, and the power and the impact of that storytelling may have had a subconscious impact on the birth of Spotlight Saturday. And, and I say that in a weird, wow kind of way. Hmm. Mm. I mean, just, to, just <laughs> that thought, Rooster, it is an honor to, to think that that's a possibility. Uh, but uh, I, remember, I remember when the, the Marine Corps video played i was in the back watching everybody re respond to that video you know all of our families and uh it was i had a little tear rolling down my cheek it was a, it was a special moment yeah it was a powerful powerful experience i love the way you described that michael you was like you know the the opportunity to, to tell a story through through video and pictures in a way that that can touch to, it can really really touch someone touch their soul touch their spirit um, it, yeah, it's really neat. I, cinematography, I mean, it's just awesome. And you've, you've really gotten good through the years at doing that stuff. 
Yeah, well, and thank you. And and with the technology updates, we try to keep uh, current with technology, and that's helped out greatly. But uh, I don't know. I I really think that uh, you know the the detail is is the emotion. I mean, I I see the race. You know, you, you three are elite athletes, and and I'm on the side sideline. That uh, you know, I, I like to capture the emotion of the families, uh, the people that are looking for their loved ones, and. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand people that don't go to races or haven't been to one. They don't they don't see the pure emotion that happens all around you. Uh, Marine Corps, uh, Ainsley's 100th road race. I stood in one spot for a good six hours to make sure I got every team coming up that hill. And, uh, you know, just watching the people around me and, and the emotion that they had waiting for a loved one is simply uh, it could be a book in itself. I think that video, Joe, when you were talking about it, capturing like that grit and just that at the end of a marathon and you are almost to that finish line, especially coming up that hill, the the spot that Mike <coughs> chose that day was so perfect to catch those teams coming up and then turning. And for anybody that has never been in a running event or maybe they've never run a marathon or they've been thinking about doing Marine Corps marathon, that video is so cool to watch and actually feel that experience without actually being there. It is just was cool. Yeah. And I will, uh, so going back to my, my plug earlier about, you know, if you want to participate, um, for those of you that have not ran it, yes, at mile 26, there's a, a very short hill, um, but the energy, when you make that left turn, you start to go up that very short hill. There's just, there's people everywhere. And then you make the right turn at the top of the hill and there's ble- bleachers. It's like you're running into like the Coliseum or something. It's just, yeah. it's, it's something that I've never, yeah, I'm trying to think like, I've never experienced that type of finish at a, at a race before. I mean, it's, 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 it's monumental. If you would, right? And then there's well, and Joe, that, that year you're talking about, I just looked at a couple of them the other day from that race. And, you know, of course, as Rooster climbed that hill with his team, Team Ainsley, they looked fantastic. Everybody looked great, but th- that was, I must have taken 100 shots of Rooster coming up that hill. And when you and Leanne came up that hill, you made that turn. I just looked at it the other day and you were waving your arm. You guys looked so strong and so good at the end of that marathon. It was unbelievable. You know, as you talk about the power of people and that crowd and that cheering at the end, I think that's a great moment to talk about the power of our guardian angels. So there are people that are part of our program, and there are many people out there that need to become part of Ainsley's Angels who are not runners, who maybe yet, maybe never, um, who are not angel riders, but they want to be involved. And the... That support along the race route is one example of where a guardian angel could be. 2016, we went back to Marine Corps. I was supposed to run and I was injured, so I was not able to. I was on the other side. I was on the sidelines. And I'm telling you what, spectating is a sport. We put on 13 miles that day, moving from point to point to point to try and catch everyone. We had a blast. With a cowbell that Shelly waved for every person (laughs) I went by. But the, hearing those cheers and seeing your people on the side of the course, it's so significant to those teams that are out there racing. And like you said, it's like running into a stadium or or a calcium and those riders, they hear their name 
and they just blossom. It's like watching a flower open up. It's incredible to witness that. It's really something special. Yeah, that's yeah, the idea. Uh, um, Tim Davis has said it before, too, uh, about riders uh, blossoming like a flower, you know, as the yes. race goes on. And that that's definitely the. I mean, one of the best explanations ever. But like you said, needing the, you know, the Michaels on the course, taking pictures and, and cheering you on is is huge. And we've I, I think we've done a great job over the previous six episodes. But if you're listening to this and, you know, you're not a rider and you're not a runner, there there's still a spot for you in the family. So org, the upper right corner, join our family and and let's. I say let's roll, but, you know. Bring your camera, bring a smile. That's, that's right. There's there's something for everybody, for sure. It, it really is. And, and y'all, you know, y'all traveled this journey with us um, since 2014. And your, your backstory that we've kind of touched on briefly just in our conversation today to where you are today, like there was a time when neither one of you had what's described in America as a disability. And then suddenly there's a time where... You have a disability, Michael. Holy, holy cow. And then from the time that you were laying flat on your back, having hit a cow or two, to today, Paralyzed. like your pers- your perspectives, man, you have had quite a journey. And, and of course, Shelly, you as well, right there is his number one. But like, can you talk about the different perspectives that you've had in life and, and maybe how they all come together when you're at a race with a camera in your hand? Well, and, and that's a great question, Rooster. I think that uh, first and most importantly, and I don't know how to explain this, uh, it, it, the gratitude is just overwhelming because first and most importantly, when you're paralyzed and you have a 1% chance to walk, just holding the camera is a, is a gift in itself. I mean, uh, just uh, being able to stand in one location for a while is a, is a gift. And I, I just, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude every time I, I'm at a race. Uh, kind of a, a to lighten it up, a little funny thing that I followed Shelly around for years after my injury to all her races, and people grab me at the airport. They think I just ran a marathon because I got a spinal cord limp. <laughs> and, you know, so it's uh, it, it's been a good journey. <laughs> so. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Gratitude. Oh, man, gratitude. I can share, too, from his experience at those races and especially tapping into Ainsley's Angels and becoming a part of that and being on the sidelines watching that. He's got this love of, of capturing it with the camera, but internally he also has had this drive of, I want to be in the mix. I want to be out there. I would love to be able to run someday. I would love to be able to be a part of that. My dream is to run and push one of our angel riders in a race someday. And he had had that dream for years. And actually, we were able to make that come to fruition. Well, I mean. what Your, your mission, he ran his first 5K in, what, 2018. And... Our angel rider was extra special because why? Her name is Faith. So we took Faith to the finish line. And perfect, beautiful child that matches that name for sure. She's wonderful, as is her mom. (laughs) And that was 18. And remind me, the year of um, the accident was 
95. Yeah, so that many years it took for him to work up the courage, really, to realize that this can not only just be a dream, this could actually be reality for me, and he actually did it. Well, and and just to jump in there, guys, uh, I mean, the journey has been long. But, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been back in high school, and college, I was a soccer player. I've always been an athlete. I've always had that mindset to, to compete. Um, but so but after my injury, um, I had I did transition into where Shelly and I, we ride a racing tandem bike. We've you know, I'm a cyclist. Uh, uh, the running and the, the procedure of running has is really a different movement for somebody that has my bad side, my nerve and muscle damage. But uh, on a bike. I like to say I ride like Lance Armstrong minus the drugs. Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes right down to it, uh, the running was a dream. And it, and it happened. It happened with Ainsley's Angels. And our, and our entire community wrapped themselves around us, our running store, Fleet Feet, our, our race product, our, our uh, partners with Coastal Race Productions, um, RWB. RWB. We created this dream team that supported me on that race course, and the entire community just, just, uh, they were fantastic, and and I was able to do that first 5K. So you're talking 20, right? 23, 20 plus years. Don't do math in public, right? 20 plus years of, you know, determination to you set a goal and and did it. I mean, that's, I think that speaks just, you know whatever the term is, you know, to well, and thank how you, powerful the mind is, right? Well, and I think that part of that powerful mind is seeing you get, seeing the athletes from the sidelines and watching Shelly and all her events and, and, and seeing the beauty of that. I mean, if that's not a driving factor to, to motivate me, I mean, there's nothing that could, that could stand in that way because uh, you see it over and over every weekend. It was sooner or later I was going to run. And, and I'm proud to say today I am a running, I'm a runner and athlete, an endurance athlete, cycling and running. I'm proud to say that, I, that I'm out there. And it's like had this seed that was planted. And over the years, it just kept getting water, watered until finally it broke through. And he talked briefly, Mike mentioned our tandem. And another piece of the story that I'm going to put out there for him um, that most people, many people don't know, is that he suffers from seizures. And so the reason we ride the tandem is we had our own individual bikes. And we, when we moved here, I finally talked him into trying cycling. And we would be out on those bikes in the neighborhood and such. And he sometimes would go into a seizure while we were on those bikes. So I would have to jump off mine, run after him, grab his seat, bring him to safety, and make sure he came out of it before we could continue on. Well, we wanted to do endurance rides. We wanted a ride for charity. That seed was already planted in us. And we thought, well, if we get a tandem, then I could be on the front maybe. And if you had a seizure on the back, I wonder if I could control the bike. And if so, then it would open up the store of opportunity for us to do charity rides and get involved in endurance events in a different way. And so that's what we did. And it worked. And yeah. I love how you said, uh, you know, get off your bike, run back there and take care of them and then keep going. I, I don't know, because the uh, the stubbornness of me, I pictured like, you know, he comes soon. It's like, all right, get on. We got 20 more miles to go. And Michael's like, goodness gracious, tough, uh, <laughs> tough coach there, if you would. 
Hey, hey Joe, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I mean, and, and it's in the book. Another uh, selfish pop, uh, uh, plug for our book, but uh, the, the real hero of the story is the wife that jumps jumps off a bike and catches me as I hit the neighbor's mailbox on my own bike. So she's the real hero of the There's story. There's been a few couple of funny moments out there. <laughs> we yeah. can laugh about them now. Yeah. Not all uh, not all heroes wear capes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we did a, we did a three hundred mile charity ride across the state of Michigan, and so we're hundred make a wish for make a wish. So we were hundred miles, hundred miles, a third hundred miles on mile twenty. I had my first seizure, and we had a whole bunch of bikes behind us. We're safely pull over. I have a seizure. Of the bikes go by us, and Shelly calms us down and. Once I come out of the seizure, a complex partial seizure, we got kept on going and, and finished the 300 miles. So 80 uh, plus miles later. Wouldn't happen without this one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, it's, we're, uh, I don't want to say like opposites, but my, the first ever, uh, I would say endurance event I ever did was the uh, MS 150. So the 150 mile bike ride um, yeah. they do around the country. There's one in Virginia on the Eastern shore and that's, 75 miles one day you like camp out and 75 miles back the next day and uh i i think i threw that bike away after that i was <laughs> i was miserable and i thought this was like 2011 2012 i whatever you know younger and i was like i'm in good shape i can do this and i uh borrowed the bike from a, a friend it it just had the um the like cage strap so i was on this thing and sneakers and board shorts and a tank top and uh i oh, i soon realized that um proper gear all just equipment and cycling's necessary as i soon became i think the last person on this course 300 miles across a state good for you guys that's impressive <laughs> it was amazing there's, there's something to be there's something to be said about the power of movement you know and, and when you can do that movement together i think it just uh, really allows you to harness the, the power of that movement and to think of the two of you on a tandem together moving through this this journey it just it's such a great correlation really to your life together and, and how you found a way to lean on one another and and ultimately the podcast title is together we shall and I think it just, you're the perfect guest to come on and join us and to tell us really a story of perseverance and a story of, of resiliency that's all met with this, this gratitude and, and some humor. You know, it's just really neat how you're able to harness your character mm -hmm. and show us together we shall. So um, you told us that episode seven, that there was some kind of significance to seven. What is that? Well, we have a very strong faith. And the number seven is very significant in the Bible. And so when this opportunity came up as this episode number, it was just a God moment for us. So it really, you know, it, it was just very significant for us. Yeah, love that. Love how when it all just aligns, you know, and you just know it when you can just feel it and you, you know you're doing the right thing because it's the right thing. And if there's anything that uh, that your that your life has shown many of us is, is just the power in, in trusting one another and being there for one another. So I'm stoked for the world to hear the whole holy cow story, because I think it's going to it's going to have impact. And, and that's not that's there's really no pun intended there. It's going to have impact. It's really good. Um, well, our what? desire behind the book was really to 
motivate and inspire others. As we know, and you know, and definitely every person that's part of our organization knows, everyone has a story. And we all have struggles and difficulties in our lives. May not be the same struggles or difficulties, but we all have them. And so being able to share getting through things and being able to share how that worked for us and what we were able to do out of darkness and turn it into something different that maybe it was not our original plan, um, but it is what it is and, and it became our reality and we were left with what do we do now. We thought that might be something helpful for others and that's where how the book came to fruition. Yeah, no doubt. That's beautiful. And I'm glad that it came to fruition. I'm glad you followed through and did that. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, Joe, you were going to say? I just want, yeah, I mean, the book, I, I'm excited to, to get my hands on a copy here. Um, but I wanted to go back to the, um, I think you said the, the power of movement and the power of community, um, tying directly into the Together We Shall motto. But um, that race in 2018 that um, you pushed faith in, Michael, you just rattled off like members of your community, right? Team RWB and Fleet Feet and whatever um, the other ones were. But I, I, that really just goes back to the power of movement together we shout in the power of community and how we as in Ainsley's Angels are trying to foster these all-inclusive communities. And it, you know, it's the it takes a village, you know, concept, right? To to foster an all-inclusive community, you need Ainsley's Angels and you need RWB and you, and you need Travis Mannion Foundation and you need that's right team and training, you know, um, type of thing. So like, we love hearing when, when our ambassadors and seeing that our ambassadors are working hand in hand with other local nonprofits and local businesses. It's just, that's the, the keys to success in your community right there. And I just love, I love hearing that, you know, especially like the, the team and training thing. I mean, we at Rush and I have a friend, uh, Ryan, who we linked up through with, um, through the Marine Corps Marathon, he actually rode to Virginia Beach with us from D.C. one year because I don't even remember why he didn't have a car for some reason. Rusha's like, hop in the truck. And that's how we met this guy as he lived in, lives in Virginia Beach. But, yeah, I mean, the if you can, you know, extend your arms and outreach to other entities within your community, I mean, you're going to be successful. There's just there's no option at that point. Um, so I just love hearing sure. Joe, let me let me just add a, a quick add-on to that because you know once you build those partnerships, it's you know it cer- certainly makes things easier. But uh, we discovered along the way on our Ainsley's Angels journey, you know, it uh, uh, you had to get to that point where you felt comfortable building those partnerships, and certainly that's some of the advice that we have as as uh, you know seasoned ambassadors. I think it's it's important to to reach out to be able to ask that can you help us. Um, that that race that I had as you're speaking to, uh, we were in a we were in an expo in in uh, Florida where Shelly was running, and Bart Yasso from Runner's World was signing a book alongside another author, and uh, she she has a, a similar if not more amazing story where she was in she's an author. We walked up and. I don't know where the courage came from, but I said to, to this individual who's been on Dr. Oz, TED Talks, her book was called Gratitude in Motion, and I said, someday I'm going to run. And she looked me in the eyes and she goes, I'll run with you. She, she, Her and her husband came to Myrtle Beach 
and was part of our dream team. Not until Mike opened up the door and had the courage to approach her in that way. And, and I think part of it was Colleen Kelly Alexander is her name. And she was almost killed. She was cycling. She's a big triathlete and cyclist and was hit by a freight truck that actually hit her and then rolled back over her, backing up and left the scene. And she almost died. And so her story is significant. But for Mike to connect with her in that way, and you never know until you open yourself up and you find out that you have this similar connection. And he listened to her talk about her journey. And it, even though for years we would speak and talk and I would tell him, you can do this. It just may be your way. It's not going to be somebody else's way to do it. He never fully believed that until he met someone that had also overcome a significant challenge. And so she could reach him in a way that others hadn't yet. I've often said, inspire, be inspired. And what you just described is that loop so beautifully. Through her actions, she was able to find a way to inspire. And I bet if you pulled the string and you asked her to share with you when she became vulnerable enough to then become an inspiration, you'd find that there's another person who caused that cycle. And, and I'm a big fan of that because inspire, then be inspired. Michael, you allowed yourself to be inspired by her and through your actions. And those that are hearing your story are going to read holy cow and have heard your life story they're going to be inspired and that's that that's that power of movement that power of vulnerability that sometimes we just you know we we miss because we get too focused on having to go 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 in the tasks of the day but i love that that you took the time you called it courage shelly i i I think it's courage to embrace vulnerability and to put yourself out there and so props props brother well done well, thank you. When you've been blessed, you have to become a blessing. There you go. That's a, good, that's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> I love that. Um, there's so many places that we could keep going in this in this deep dive to, to, to find more nuggets of connecting points and places that we've intersected in our journey. Um, but, but we are getting closer to the end of the show here, and we really have to, to bring ourselves back to something more lighthearted. So, um, I, you know, I don't really know how to do that other than to say that Joe's got a beard again, and that's cool. So, you know, welcome back to the, to the <laughs> I don't know, that's weak. That's, that's a weak try to transition. I'll own that. That but was it, bad. But it, 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 yeah, I mean, but it makes me happy, not the trend, like the beard. It, I don't know. So what's next for y'all, Warners? What what do you got going on uh, over over the over April? What's April look like for y'all? Well, spring is on, so you know what that means. It's racing season, and so we have all kinds of races loaded up on our calendar, and book signings, and launch parties. So we're pretty pumped up about that. Spring is here. The sun is out. The pollen's flowing. <laughs> the bees and mosquitoes are going. Warner Studio, Warner Media is going to be in, in production. So we're going to be busy all the way through, especially with the book and, and, and getting out, uh, you know, seeing people. I love that. I love that. And and so as you go off into the next week, we often like to ask our guests, um, you know, what is your weekly word? So uh, not necessarily the, the 165 episodes of weekly word that I've put out over the past five years, but like your word <laughs> that you're going to harness uh, for the next seven days, uh, what comes to mind and whoever wants to go first, just go first. Hmm. Well, when I look at 
what is happening in the world and what we have been through in our history and the book coming out. My word is a nod to one of the sections in the book. And we have the book is in three parts. Part three is titled Become. And so my word is become for each of us to focus on that and to become the person we are meant to be. We were designed to be or we want to be. So become. Be that person. Beautiful. Love that. Michael. Well, and mine rooster, I, I gave this some thought after watching the you know the first uh, six episodes and and uh, yeah, mine is the easiest word to spell, but I think it's the one of the most powerful, and my word is why. Um, I think it's important. I like to encourage people when I'm out talking to people to to really look at their journey, to sit back and think, you know why they started their journey. we We all have a why behind what we do. But often on the journey, we forget why we're doing it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really pretty simple but powerful. Uh, my why, as you know, is sitting next to me right now. And I wouldn't be walking or the athlete that I am today if it wasn't for Shelly. So, you know, I, I'm going to be speaking tomorrow night in front of a women's group, uh, a running group that uh, is here in town. They've asked me to speak, but I, I have a phrase that I always tell brand new people. I represent the back of the pack now as a runner. So I tell people, fly with your why. Wow. The cycles that just keep coming are, are great. When you're, ble- when you're blessed, be blessed. Inspire, be inspired. No, when you're, I, you know, I'm going to edit all that. I'm editing that out. I messed that all up. Michael, that's beautiful, man. Fly with your why. I love that. Joe, what do you, what's on your mind here for uh, the weekly word? Uh, man, that was like, they gave some good ones. Um, articulate. Um, and, and the reason that that is, is, uh, you know, we have some new ambassador training, um, that we're developing in our, uh, you know, education program. And, just continuing to review and help Sean uh, with his uh, modules. So articulate is the okay. program we're using, and that's that's what I'm going with. Okay, we'll see if that makes it into the final version of the podcast. <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyway, so okay, so Michael said fly with your why, and I thought that was awesome. And then I say okay, so Michael Shelley like. As we close out the episode, what do you want to leave people with? Stay present in the moment that you're in and look for what you can celebrate there. And don't miss those moments to celebrate along the way. Just uh, find that love, that joy that uh, that you can connect yourself to. And uh, as we say, and uh, they'll find out, uh, use what you have, do what you can. Uh, you know what? I, I got, got enough. Time. He's in charge. <laughs> we're done. This was good. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> uh, the structure of this building has reached its capacity. Find your people, and if they make you feel sexy, even better. <laughs>